Lasers, dragons, and keyboards does not necessarily endorse any author's opinions or small animals expressed in the show. The show might not be suitable for adults, children, childish adults, or people with sensitivities to light, sound, or strong or weak opinions. Consult your doctor if you get a rash. Cookies will be provided if needed, but we will not wave the fee. I will try and interrupt you to make it difficult to edit. Because I find that amusing. Now, you see how I timed that? Just as she was taking a drink. You know, I do have controls and I can put you on mute. Can we find our way out of this uh, maze of rabbit trails? Embrace the rabbit trail. So, I'm sorry that my it, interview uh, has put your butt to sleep. <laughs> you are listening to the Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards podcast, featuring interviews with your favorite speculative fiction authors. We'll be discussing their books, their fandoms, and their writing processes. So sit back and enjoy another exciting episode with your hosts, Aaron, Josh, and Liberty. Welcome to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. I'm Liberty Spidel, one of your hosts, and this is episode 51 of the show. This week we have with us C.W. Breyer. He's the author of Wrath and Ruin, an anthology filled with spec fic ranging from horror to humorous sci-fi. It sounds like a lot of fun, and we hope that you will find it interesting. So the meat of the show this week uh, is why he wrote an anthology rather than starting with a full-length novel. I think this is something that you might be interested in hearing, actually. Uh, His accomplishments and interesting experiences as a first-time author, the favorite characters he has from the anthology, which is always a fun question for us to ask our authors, and I think it's a relatively new question, so it's been a lot of fun to ask this one. How CW's desire for certain effects shaped some of his stories, as well as interesting juxtapositions from his research. Then we get into some of the fun questions that I'm sure everybody is enjoying um, about superheroes and captains, and we get off on a Doctor Who riff, and uh, we also uh, ask CW how his writing Wrath and Ruin has changed him. I think this is going to be a standard question in the future, and it is a good one. It definitely gets us thinking, so stay tuned for that. In Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards news, we are wrapping up 2016 and headed to 2017 here. Um, We don't have any more recording sessions the rest of this year, and we are starting to plan 2017. If you are an author, or if you know an author who should be on our show, please email us. LasersDragonsKeyboards at gmail.com is how you can reach us. And we are changing our recording schedule a little bit. We kind of were full bore all year in 2016. Um, up until November, we were recording nearly every week. Uh, and that just got to be a little bit too much. So we are backing that off a little bit. Don't anticipate dropping our quality at all. However, hopefully this actually makes us have a better show, uh, better quality, both audio wise and content wise. And we are looking forward to what 2017 is going to bring for us and to you, our lovely listeners. Also, you are our lovely listeners. If you have not left a review yet, we would very much like you to do so. Uh, you can leave a review on iTunes, on Stitcher, on uh, Libsyn, any of the podcast feeds, or, you know, just drop us a line and let us know that you're listening. But if you can leave a message in one of those public forums on the public podcast sites, 
uh, we sure would love that because that helps us get the word out and lets other people know that it is a show that other people are enjoying and listening to. So, and if you have an, if you do send a review, let us know so we can, um, give you a shout out on our next episodes. Cause I don't check that every week. I try to, but I, it, I always forget sometime. I am sure. <laughs> so anyway, uh, if you listen to, uh, last week's episodes, episodes 49 and 50, you know that I have a new book out. My book is Omission. And if uh, you haven't picked up a copy, uh, go ahead and do so. It is $2.99 through about uh, January 12th, maybe January 14th of 2017. And after that, I will probably be raising the price. So if you enjoy superheroes, if you enjoy a little bit of urban fantasy, mystery, police procedurals, women's sleuths, any of that kind of thing, with a little bit of romance included, um, go and uh, check that out. I am sure you will love it. Or at least I hope you will love it. And here's the show. Welcome to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. I'm Liberty Spidell. I'm Josh Hart. I'm sick. <laughs> Aww. 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 Poor Aaron. Or is it Batman? <laughs> or is it Batman this week? I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm not quite dead, dead yet. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> okay. On the show tonight, we have with us C.W. Breyer. His first book, Wrath and Ruin, debuted this summer. It's an anthology of fantasy and sci-fi stories mixed with old-fashioned horror. He writes stories that focus on wonder, suspense, fear, and consequences. He lives in upstate New York where, with his wife, three kids, and two corgis. By day, he works as a systems and test engineer and is also a certified apologist. Welcome, CW. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome. Glad to have you. Glad to be on. <laughs> Great. Well, we like to sh start the show off with some rapid-fire questions, and since you've listened to the show before, you probably are familiar with them. Uh, what What is your name, what is your quest, and what is your favorite color? Uh, my name, C.W. Breyer, or you can call me Chuck. Uh, my quest is to write engaging stories that help people to think, but also just to entertain as well and to see the world from a new perspective and to maybe give them a few nightmares. And my favorite color would be red. Okay. Nice. Very nice. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Wrath and Ruin? Okay. Well, as Liberty mentioned, it's an anthology. Uh, it's a collection of nine stories. Eight of them are speculative fiction. Uh, it runs the gamut from late 19th century gas lamp, fantasy, mystery, comedy, horror, to near-future sci-fi. So it's a, it touches on a, a lot of the lot of genres. Um, just to, as an example, some of the stories, uh, The Other Edge is the sci-fi story. It's astronauts investigating a derelict uh, alien ship. Huh. You've got Ooh, Ghoul. Cool. Uh, Ghoul is a, takes place in a Victorian-era Pennsylvania mining town. And it features Gideon and Rose investigating reports of a ghoul 
in there that's attacked a few people. Uh, you've got uh, Lust as a contemporary story uh, with the person being drawn to the mysterious woman on the, the rooftop across the street. Uh, Case of Elizabeth Flora is a early 20th century story. Uh, it's an interview with the only survivor of a, uh, of a cruise ship that sunk. Ooh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. So that and, and that and more. Mm-hmm. Right, and what made you write this book? It was the gnomes, wasn't it? It was the gnomes, <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, all of my major life decisions are made by gnomes. So. <laughs> Um, it makes it easy, right? <laughs> yes. Well, no, it's uh, it's my debut book. Um, I've worked on some other stuff as well, including I have a 170,000-word epic fantasy that's been written on the side that needs some <laughs> further editing and fixing. Um, but I wanted something that would be a good, good starting point, something that's easy to share. I can mm-hmm. even share individual stories, um, help me to get my name out there. And before I take on larger tasks or do things like contact agents, I decided to self-publish this collection. Uh, I had a a few stories that I had already written and had been published in other anthologies. And I had a few stories that I'd been wanting to write for a while and decided to follow through and just put out a collection. Cool. Very neat. Mm -hmm. I like the sound of it. So what was the best... Two-thirds of it. (laughs) What was the best part of writing these stories for you? Best part, I would say, being a debut book, it was uh, it was nice to actually accomplish that to to have something published, put it out there with my name on it. Um, that's been the best part. Uh, one of the more interesting experiences was going to my first ever convention and signing books there, and and I met a teenage boy who was kind of in awe that he actually got to meet a a real-life author, and got a signature from a real-life author. So that was a, a cool moment. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, it's something we kind of become a bit um, inured to or immune to uh, because, you know, we're all part of a community. But for other people, I can see, yeah, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So, among the anthology, do you have a favorite character? If so, who and why? I would say, actually, my favorite characters, plural, would be Gideon and Rose, uh, the duo that do the investigations. Um, they, they're the only characters in the book where I actually wrote several chapters with them and gave it out to some beta readers, and I said, don't critique you know, the, the grammar or anything, the story structure, just read about these characters and let me know what you think. I wanted to to nail them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gideon is partly in it for just the, the kicks the, and the adventure. Uh, <laughs> he likes to have stories to share, but um, also likes to do his part to help people. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, he just kind of drawn to this. He actually comes from a very well-to-do family, but that bored him. So that's why he investigates these paranormal instances. Uh, his assistant, Rose, is someone he... Uh, he adopted from a from a, a an orphanage. Uh, found mm-hmm. her to be quite gifted in many ways, uh, mentally and physically. So she was of use to him, but he also kind of just a, curious about her. So he adopted her. She's his partner, mm-hmm. and uh, watching their adventures unfold. I actually plan on doing a number of stories with them. So 
Those would be my mm-hmm. favorite characters. Uh, Rose has a tendency to to say what's on her mind, and her mind works on a very different wavelength, so it makes for some situations. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun when you have characters like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's something that the readers of Wrath and Wood would be surprised to know about you or the book? Well, one thing that would be a surprise is the character I just mentioned, Rose, she's actually part, partially based on my son, Caden. Um, oh. He has a tendency to also operate on a very different wavelength and, and say whatever's going on in his mind, and it makes for sometimes embarrassing moments and other times hilarious moments. Mm-hmm. So, um, I decided to get rid of one of the questions, so <laughs> <laughs> on the fly. Um, the setting, because uh, your setting's all kind of all over the place because of different stories. So, how about what is your favorite scene in the book? Favorite scene in any in any of the stories. Um, I, I like several of them. Uh, I mentioned the other edge. the The first time the astronauts enter the the alien ship, that the ominous sense of of being alone in there, uh, in orbit, in, in this ship. Uh, that was a fun scene to write. Um, I would also say the case of Elizabeth Flora. The there's a I don't want to give it away. This If I describe it, it would give it away, but I wanted a scene that would uh, portray and, and convey the sense of cosmic horror uh, that's for the, from the genre. Uh, it was a more experimental story for me. The entire story is written as nothing but dialogue. It doesn't even have dialogue tags. It's just, it's just wow. nothing but dialogue, which meant I had to convey the character's emotions and expressions through dialogue. And uh, it was fun yeah, to uh, kind of bring the, the sense of horror out in that one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I would say also with, with the ghoul, uh, any of the scenes where Gideon and Rose are uh, pursuing the ghoul ca- uh, creature was, was a, good, a good time to write. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so as you're going through this process, uh, what's an interesting thing you had to Google or research? Um, and did what you find out surprise you? I would say I remember there was one day where I investigated Victorian women's fashion and the decay hmm. rate of a body and within the span of an hour. It <laughs> 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 was an interesting, uh, interesting search day. But uh, I, yeah, I've have looked up things like uh, medieval torture devices uh, in my Google searches, and that's haunting. Scary. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, the rat box is one of the scarier things I've ever heard yeah. about. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It was featured in 1984. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, moving right along and getting into hopefully happier territory. Who is your favorite superhero? Favorite superhero? Uh, yes. Woody Levin. Please from be a happy one. Stranger Things count. What? Woody I, Levin. I have not seen that show. She's yeah, we kind haven't. Of a hero. Um, from from what little I know, I think she'd count. She counts, yeah. I also say uh, maybe Aang from Avatar: The Last Airbender. 
Oh, that's a good choice. Excellent. So, for, as for traditional superheroes, I'm uh, I'm a fan of Batman. <laughs> cool. Awesome. So, Chuck, who is your captain? Not just anybody from Star Trek, but any anybody in spec fic. Captain, um, traveling with the Doctor would be fun. Uh, being a, having access to all of space and time would be uh, <laughs> good to travel. I guess. <laughs> That's cheating. I'd probably be using the Doctor more for the TARDIS, though. Okay, well, go. well, which which Doctor then? <laughs> Say uh, the tenth Doctor. Well done. Cool. No, no, no. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I expect David Tennant more out of women though than uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got a fun personality. He does. he does. He really does. Although, if I had the keys to the TARDIS, I guess it wouldn't matter who who traveled with me at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but you don't have a Gallifreyan brain. Uh, another fun have you guys seen that? Yeah. What, Aaron? Maybe be Star Lord. Although I'm not nice. sure. Have you guys Star yeah, Lord? Sure I'm a fan of. Have you guys seen that Star-Lord Facebook post? With a a jetpack. <laughs> yeah. Or you could go old school and go with the Rocketeer. Yes. Yeah. Oh no! What were you saying, Aaron? So have you guys seen the Facebook post that Sager tends house cat, Eleven's Tigger, and uh, that make the current one Grumpy Cat? (laughs) I have seen that one. I might be misquoting that slightly, but it's hilarious. You know what? I am pretty sure that you've got all of them right. I don't know who the war doctor would be, though. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so, moving along, uh, a similar question. Uh, what question... Uh, I can't speak tonight. Which character from all of Specfic would you most like to go on a quest with? Um, that's a... Uh... That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll, I'll pull one out that's probably never been mentioned. We'll do uh, Mike Nelson from Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> I mean, the, the fact that the, they could sit back and uh, and riff on on uh, bad movies, that'd be make for some fun traveling on the quest. <laughs> yeah, we've never had that one before. <laughs> so, I was a big Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan. Cool. Okay, it looks like Aaron is back. Your question, Aaron. All right, sorry about that. Baby-related break. (laughs) I'm doing a podcast and watching the baby and watching the other kids tonight, so yeah, that's working out well. (laughs) You're not better than I could do. (laughs) Well... And I'm sick on top of it, so that's not adding up. Anyway, what question are we on? 13. Uh, 13? That okay. one. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Quote from Specfic. Or do you even have one? It's hard to or say. It's hard to narrow it down. Yeah, there's a lot of good quotes. I guess one that I, I often quote myself uh, would be from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh with the quote of safe. Uh, who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, mm. but he is good. 
<laughs> That's a good one. It's a very profound quote. It is. <laughs> it's an amazing quote. <laughs> Another good one's from The Lion King, if that counts as spec fic. I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> I'm sure all of us use that at work at our day jobs, but anyway. Or anytime I go to a, a funhouse mirror. <laughs> oh, my coworkers are wonderful. <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed that hard at that. <laughs> so, Chuck, which Muppet is most like you? Definitely Gonzo. <laughs> yeah. I was the I was the weird kid growing up, so yes, uh, definitely Gonzo. <laughs> Speaking of that, Liberty, have you seen Muppet Treasure Island yet? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that is Aaron's favorite Muppet movie is Muppet Treasure Island. That is by far my favorite Muppet movie, and it is the only telling of Treasure Island I enjoy in the slightest. <laughs> Legit. Muppet Christmas Carol. Carol is still my favorite. Well, there are a bunch of good Muppet movies, but Tellings of Treasure Island, only one good one. That is a depressing story. Oh my <laughs> Unless you watch the Muppet version, then it's hilarious. <laughs> so many good quotes. <laughs> so, except for Treasure Island, because I don't think Aaron w would appreciate that answer, are there uh, <laughs> any authors or books that you'd recommend? Uh, there's a lot of the more famous authors I'd recommend, like uh, Brandon Sanderson is popular right now. I enjoy his works. Um, trying to think of one that's not as commonly read, maybe uh, Elgernon Blackwood. It's uh, It goes back a little ways. It's uh, an older horror writer from the early 20th century, and uh, he has this interesting, polite British style. Uh, he's a contemporary from... The, the C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien days, and so he has a similar style of writing, but it writes in horror, and it makes for an interesting mix. Hmm. That does sound he's, interesting. He's one of the, the inspirations for H.P. Lovecraft. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right, and what's up next for you, and when can our readers, or your readers, or our listeners, or whoever expect to see it? Uh, well, I'm following up the the story Ghoul, as I mentioned. Um, that one was written as a novella. And my plan is to do actually three novellas with the characters that can combine into one large story arc. And so I've begun the second story. Cool. Um, as for when, uh, we'll see. I guess uh, whether I go self-published or not also factors into that, so it's hard to say. Yeah. It yeah. does make a difference. Makes a serious difference. It does. Are you considering um, publishing traditionally? Considering, yes. So we'll see. I obviously don't have full control over that decision, but right. Uh, yeah, considering it. Cool. Um, um <laughs> a a question I want to add, but I don't know whether to add it here or. Next. So I'm just going to ask it. Um, ask how, it how has the writing of and editing and whatnot of Wrath and Ruin changed you? I would say I had to learn my patterns uh, as a writer. I had to figure out what works for me. Um, I also realized that 
uh, I don't handle late nights as well as I used to. I used to be <laughs> at it uh, in college and just not as good of it at it now. So I had to learn patterns. Uh, I had to learn how to keep myself consistently writing. Um, kept it from being a, a hobby into making it more serious. Mm -hmm. And I had to, to learn to edit well and to improve the writing with editing. Mm -hmm. This has been another episode of Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. Have a question or comment? Email us at lasersdragonskeyboards at gmail.com or send us a tweet at ldkpodcast. Our music is Flight of the Beast, Loop 1 by Jonathan Gear. Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards is copyrighted under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. This means if you're not for profit and you want to quote us, please be sure that you cite us. If you are for profit, please get our permission first. You can find us at lasersdragonsandkeyboards.wordpress.com for detailed show notes, as well as on facebook.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. So say we all.